Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So a few weeks ago, the Pittsburgh Penguins spent an entire practice using virtually the same wooden Sherwood hockey stick. So last week I left us off with this thought. Should there be an entire week where every player in the league has to use the exact same stick, preferably a wooden stick? Just to make Adam Oates blow up on Twitter and YouTube and everywhere else. Yes. A thousand times yes. Just to watch Adam Oates' reaction. I don't care about, you know, the, the normalizing, you know, the, the equipment, you know, like a NASCAR, right? Homol- I can't say the word right now. I'm not even going to bother. Homologation of, of the equipment. Homogenation? What did you just call me? <laughs> Homogenous. Um, Homogenation? Homalgamation. Amalgamation. Simpsons Nation. I can't, uh, that's, you know. There are words that individual people have trouble saying, and that's one of mine. Mm. So, yes, I think they should. I think, it, I think it would be hysterical. I say yes, too, because uh, I'm, I'm all for chaos. I'm all for the complaining, bitching, and whining, and, you know... Everybody calling it stupid, and why should we have to do this? And thing. Take anything to get these anything to get these little pampered poodles out of their comfort zone. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> like you know, playing a little tired from time to time. Seriously. Um. All right. So, could this be like the last? It, either the last week of a season or at some point have Adam Oates be named like an interim head coach, (laughs) then enact this and just not tell him Mm. just so he gets a, you know, front row seat. Well, then we had actually have the opportunity to have press conferences with him too. Right. Yeah, we don't need to do that. (laughs) Well, you know, um, Emily Kaplan yesterday suggested that the All-Star game should all be um, roller hockey for the NHL. I would die for that event. It would be so awesome. Just because you could then play it outdoor on the beach, in you know anywhere, anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone got all, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to this later. Everyone got all goo goo gaga over the shots of of the um, Slurpee game, as I call it, from Tahoe. But could you imagine a three on three tournament? With inline inline hockey tournament on you know Manhattan Beach somewhere, and there's your All Star game. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I'd be so down for that. And you can bet that like there aren't going to be any NHLers like complaining about going to you know play hockey on the beach. <laughs> Well, in, the, in the, California, yeah, <laughs> and then, the, and then the whole, you know, the whole, um, the whole guise of trying to make it competitive and showing off our sport. No, it's a stupid event, not for us, but for kids, no. and, and just for fun. To, you know, these guys have skill and speed. Where do you show skill and speed at? Well, go play it on inline skates. They don't have to worry about hitting. There's no, you know, like, oh, they aren't giving their full... You know they'd have a blast. Right? They could be out there in their t-shirts and, you know, shorts and, you know, elbow pads and their little gloves and you could actually make helmets optional if you wanted to. 
Well, Emily Kaplan was saying that because, you know, during the time period that no one was playing, everybody got inline skates and was doing street hockey. Right. Because that's the only train, that's the only skating training some of these guys could do because the rinks were closed. Yeah, you had no access to rinks. So she was like, well, if everyone was doing that anyway, and everybody already has their own hockey, you know, street hockey skates, why not? Bring it on. And you could get rid of the goalies, right? You just have a shooter tutor. Or just make it a little box hockey where you just got to put in, a, you know, small, I forget what size it is. Basically what they do in the pond hockey tournaments. There are no goalies. It's you just. I don't know, a two foot by four inch slot oh, to yeah. shoot in. Well, or I mean, the, if you, if you oh, had the shooter sorry, tutors, sorry. then you could have like everybody, you could only get a goal if um, your team has put the puck in every single hole. Or, 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 I like that one. Like, but, or you, you could have, um, you could have it set up to where it's like money puck in EA three on three. You know, where one of the corners lights up and it awards you two goals. Mm, or okay, it, or okay. it takes away a goal from the other team. Like you know, some so, little bonus pockets? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, like, just sort of randomly as the game goes on, a timer flips up. You know, kind of like they tried to do with the um, accuracy shooting mm-hmm. with the light boards. Yeah. You just got a shooter tutor that sits there and goes, okay, you know, if you hit upper left corner it's worth two goals mm-hmm. five hole there five hole takes away a goal you score one and it takes away one from the other team and i say this only because i've i was playing um i think it's called a uh, hot rush and this three on three chaos tournament is like that it's a smaller rank it's not a full-size rink, but it's just three-on-three three with goalies, and we can do away with the goalies. But they have these money pucks that drop you know, throughout the game and say, okay, you know, this one's worth three. <clears throat> oh, inline hockey with money pucks for an all-star game. And the skills competition is go full Mighty Ducks, set up all the, you know, beverage sponsor cans of your choosing and watch these guys try and stop in front of them. <laughs> the, the fewer number of cans that fall, the more points you get. And see, now, see, I, I totally, oh, God, why did we start down this? Because now my brain's just going like a million miles an hour. I'm totally, I'd totally be down with the skills competition taking place in the rink. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I you think know. that should stay. Yeah, yeah. Keep it because in the rink. The hardest shot is sort of like the bomb, right? And NHL accuracy, and the accuracy is still like, you know, really cool to see. But take it outdoors for the game. And you know what? You could have mixed teams. You could have some of the best women out there with the guys. Well, that just should have happened years ago. Uh, there's yes. this too, but yeah, you know. And you and you bring back the draft. Oh, I missed the draft. I do, right? Because everyone is like, "Oh, poor Phil Kessel," and I'm like, "Phil Kessel was loving it." <laughs> he did. And he got the car, right? Right. <laughs> And then the next year, someone was trying to get the car intentionally as, you know, OV, yeah, well, gaming the system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was three sheets to the wind for the draft anyway, but that makes it even better. You know, let it be be sponsored by, by, you know, a particular beer company and let them drink while they're playing the outdoor game. Because they've never done that before. That doesn't, right. send, that doesn't send the right image to the children, and won't someone think of the children? Mm. Oh, it's all about the sponsors anyway. I know, but it's also, they'll want to make sure it's also about the kids. Unless you bring on Green Day, then F those guys. And F yeah, those it's welcome the to family-friendly thing. Yeah. yeah. 
because that's what that's what that means, right? Family friendly is F use if no family. Um, okay. I don't know. I'm not up with the Fortnite lingo. I don't know what those gamers say. So. Oh, dude, that's how far behind the times you are. It's no longer Fortnite, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Good. So whenever my. Uh, Whenever my adult league team uh, gets to come back, one of the teams we play against is going to have new jerseys from whatever game they're working on this year. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they have to. If they, yeah, Oh, God, that's right, because you play against the guys that worked on Fortnite. I do. Or, or they're going to be old-timey <laughs> types and, and just stay stuck in the uh, stuck in the past. No, that that's one of the nice things about playing a bunch of developers. Um they they whenever they have a new release they end up with new jerseys somehow and it's kind of nice. God, yeah. The sets is purple. Purple. I miss those days. We did that at Microsoft. Because yeah. yeah, every um, before we became big, um, like we weren't always big. Anyway, um, yeah, it was like uh, what nineteen eighties. <laughs> No, early 90s, early mid 90s. Um, the Windows division used to play the Exchange division, and it was always um, uh, the keg killers, you know, because our Stanley Cup was an empty keg. Mm. But yeah, As they'd always right make sure. Yeah, but they'd always make sure that we had um, new sweaters every year because we had to match the Windows release, right? So we had the NT logo, we had the NT, you know, NT3 logo, NT4 logo, Windows 98 second edition logo, you know. There were some cool sweaters back then. I always played it for uh, like a Pro-Am Celebrity Weekend type thing for the Ronald McDonald house up here. (laughs) And, you know, they had... uh, couple of middling retired NHLers come in. Um, there was a couple of guys that, that lived, that played in the area, that were billeted here, that actually stayed here after their playing career. Like um, Turner Stevenson stayed here for a long time afterwards. Um, they'd come in, and then you get like Kiefer Sutherland would come in and play. And I think Alan Thicke was here one year too. Anyway, not too... Not to bring back the olden days when I was young. Alan Thick. <laughs> yeah, those were the days, but God, yes. Oh, Mother Mary of God, you could turn it into a pro-am mixed team. You know, so that way you just, you're not. Well, and you especially know, if you're in L.A., you can, like, start bringing in the celebrities. Okay, so. <laughs> LA or even Vancouver, because there's probably enough people shooting movies and television shows up there. But and Toronto, North. Yeah. yeah. So one NHL player, one women's player, one celebrity, and one I don't know first responder, doctor, something of that nature. Mm. Like they can be a coach, you know. Meh. You do two lines, right? Okay. Two okay. two lines per team, and then you get like a, a um, you know, a first responder and a, a celebrity coach. Well, I say throw the fa- you know throw a fan or oh, you know, amateur that. player in there too, only because you you know you might end up with this is crazy. I don't know where I'm getting this idea. But you get a person who just happens to be the PA announcer and <laughs> someone just, you know, a pro throws the puck right in off their stick and maybe they can run to the penalty box and call their own goal. <laughs> that that mm-hmm. person wouldn't happen to be one snack machine, Wade Minter, would it? <laughs> Oh, you know, now that you bring him up, he, he would be a fun one to play with. Although it'd be much more entertaining to watch him play goal instead. Oh, that's true. But God. Does, does he does he yell at people as they try to shoot on him? I had a one of the goalies I played with. She would yell jokes at people as they were coming down on her. No, but the, shoot. But that that used to be my method when I played net. Uh, no, Wade's just trying to stand up. 
half the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, on the team we play together, uh, he is not the full-time goalie. But he's actually he's better. He really is. Gotcha. Yeah. So two lines means you really have to deal with two two players from each division, right? Yeah, one from each division. Then you have. Or no, one from each conference. You want to do conference? I kind of like it when it's division to division and they sort of play a round robin tournament. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I've I've sparked both of you, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) I heard Pat audibly gasp, so come on. So you talked about drafts, and we talked about, you know, kind of eliminating goalies from this situation. So goalies would play out? Yes. Yes. There would need to be one goalie that played out on every team, but maybe we have a regulation net and there is someone in goaltender equipment. Yeah. No, no. Let's have the goalies play out. I'll Hear me out, Cassie. Right. Via a player draft, meaning the the divisional teams, if, if we stick with the divisional format, they get to pick goalies for the other teams. All of them must be members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> I just, you know what? I, I, this, is tur- this is turning into more of, <laughs> of, a, of sort of a masochist, <laughs> um, vengeful type thing. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think just the shooter-tutor... That lights up and awards different goals mm-hmm. is fine. Let the goalies sit on the bench and or sit and tan, you know. For no, the yeah, game, you know, the goalies should be the goalies should be the goal judges. The goalies should be the ones in charge of the lights. One of the lights. Okay, it's that bonus two point. But then one of them is like a negative. Yeah. You have regular, you know, it lights up and and that's the way money puck works is one of them, you know, you can get one that's like two goals or three goals if you score. Or you can get one that if you score, you get a goal and it takes away one or two goals from the other team. So there's hot and cold pucks. And it's completely randomized, but the goalie just hits the button. Yes, the goalie should be in charge of that and determining whether it's, well, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because you have this tutor shooter and either it's in or it's out. You don't have to worry about like crossing lines or anything. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, and with the puck tracking stuff going on, it wouldn't be hard to put an ARFID catcher and, you know. you, you You make it like a pool table, right, where they've got little nets behind them, so... You don't have to worry about, you know, what hole did it actually go in because it's in the net behind the hole. Mm-hmm. No, wait, wait, I know. Goalies should be officiating. I want the NHL officials there. Mm. At least one and one and no, and we're not doing offsides, right? No. Okay. So, yeah, yeah just one official. Who is literally just who is literally just there to make jokes and and get on the players' nerves? So <laughs> and make up penalties for goodness' sake. Yes. You know? I don't want real penalties, and everything's a penalty shot. Like you know, usually in three on three tournaments, it's oh, yeah. just you you take an actual infraction in a game, you just get a penalty shot, and whenever the puck is put into play, basically after a player shoots, uh, it's game on. Yeah, but no, <laughs> time they just set up and uh, the goalie's just clicking that button as fast as he can, and the player just has five seconds to pick a pick a spot and shoot. Yeah, and then keep the game moving. I think between the three of us and Emily Kaplan, we have solved the all-star game conundrum. <laughs> I mean, if they can have, if they can keep having the, the NHL like award show at Vegas every single year, they can have like the all-star game rotating between like three towns that you can do roller hockey. Well, or you, four. Even- you know, Florida, California, you don't even have to be at the NHL 
town, of course, you could do San Diego, um, you know. That's you just have to have a rink near a real rink nearby for the skills competition that same weekend, and mm-hmm. and I I've always wondered shouldn't if why keep it in the middle of the season right? Do it like um. You could do like it the like the NFL. Well, you do it like the weekend of the awards show. Mm-hmm. And you and that way you could you could kind of rotate the awards show around a little bit too. I know they would like to do it because they want the theater and the production and all that kind of crap. But blah blah blah. But yeah, kind of. I mean, the NFL's you know whoever watches the NFL All Star Game, right? Because isn't it like the week before or after the Super Bowl? The Pro Bowl. It's the weekend before the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Nobody watches it. It's you know whatever. People put it on. It's the always TV in Hawaii because it's on. Yeah. But they're not. And it's well. always in Hawaii, so it's like got a weird time too. Yeah, and you know, and they're just doing it to you know reward those guys and give them a break and send them to Hawaii for a week. Um, mm-hmm. Free trip to Hawaii. Yeah, but you know, most of the guys that would be in an all-star cat, an all-star team, would be going to the NHL awards anyway. Make it and worth then, it. Yeah, and then you could then you could also tie in our our other brilliant and I will say brilliant idea of you don't have to worry if you've been voted into the All Star game to participate in the skills competition. So until you defeat the champion from the prior year, that person still gets to be you know show up because sure some of the guys bolt after the season because you know they're not going to be in the awards show, but you know what? If they knew they were going to be in the skills competition because they were the winner of the hardest shot or fastest skater or or trickiest trickster of trickery, you think they wouldn't show up? To defend their title? Yeah. I've always, I mean, and I've said this before, so I've always thought it should be some like little mini Olympics sort of thing where you have each team does their own skills competition and they submit all the results to the NHL. And then the NHL takes the top three from each category and puts them into the skills competition. Oh, you mean like what they used to do? Yeah. And they exactly. And they don't have to worry about whether that player was selected to the all-star game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Independent of the all-star game, just, you know, the best. And that way you actually know who the best like or the fastest skater really is in the league and not just the fastest skater among the all-stars yeah and you know you have a camera crew in each rink and you know you film all this stuff ahead of time so you have some filler content to show when you have an you know an eight-hour gap between periods mm-hmm. it was nine no it was nine hours between goals oh that's true but about eight hours between the start, basically yeah. when the penalty expired or, and uh, yeah. the first penalty on the board. Yeah, and they had to put it at midnight Eastern to resume the game. Now, I want to know why the NHL didn't immediately run out and try and get a, a partner marketing deal with 7-Eleven and make it the Slurpee Cup. <laughs> the winner of that game, because that's how the ice looked in those sections where it was being melted. It looked like a Slurpee. See, what I don't understand is why they didn't like find a sponsor and and have a have a collapsible awning that they could have dragged out, like you know, like how baseball tends to cover up the ice or to cover up the the field when it rains, but it would be like a. Uh, an awning to just pull out and over the rink and you could have like sponsor stuff on top of it that's because you'd lose one you'd lose the beauty shots two you'd then have those people that that griped about the vancouver game closing the roof wasn't really an outdoor game Mm. because the roof was closed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what i want to know more of is who didn't think that putting down vinyl stickers under ice was going to cause issues when the sun started beating on it. (laughs) Who thought it was a good idea to only build the ice less than four days before the game? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll deal with that one later. I just, you know, let's just put down a big old massive vinyl set of logos at center ice and in the corners of each, you know, each end. And then let them bake in the sun. Well, put ice on top. It's it's what they do. I mean, I'm going to say more than half the rinks use only vinyl logos. Oh, I know. And lines and stuff at this point. Oh, no. Yeah, it's super easy because you literally just roll them out and roll them back down, right? Yeah. The only thing they do is is, um, with the face-off circles, I think it's just vinyl tape now. You know, yeah, just the, to the point where they they don't even bother painting those. They just yeah, the creases I believe are the only thing they continue to hand paint, nope. just because if well they I, should. I want to say the the lines like the the blue line and the center line they also do at some places. Look, I've watched the NHL TV <laughs> um, commercial break <laughs> images enough where they are literally <laughs> laying out this stuff. In fact, I could have watched it for eight hours this morning in the first and second period when I believe they when I woke up and watched the rest of this uh, uh, good two periods of hockey. I can't believe they they left that entire eight hour break (laughs) in this. Oh, you think they have staff that you know clips that stuff? No, not at all. You could write a small C sharp app that took care of it. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, but then goodness. they would actually have to talk to people who don't know hockey, and that can't. We can't have that. Nah. <laughs> they they have automation that dumps to their stupid little um, ads and and that rolling background thing when commercial breaks come in off the feed. So, mm-hmm. but I was always convinced that there was still someone involved hitting a button because they would always mess it up with hockey night in Canada games. Cause they always have an ad that plays in front of people coming on yeah. once upon a time. No, they, uh, um, they amazingly enough, they use, um, there's a couple of libraries out there that basically detect when you've got black screen for a couple of seconds and they just automatically assume mm. automatically yeah. that, you know, they're reading, Okay, so to explain it, they're reading the frame buffers, you know, of the image, and if they if they detect, you know, a signal break for a certain number of frames, they just assume it's a commercial, which is why it does that for the Hockey Night in Canada games. Because there is a little fade to black before they do it. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, they're uh, back in the day when I used to. Um, record races and <laughs> torrent them for people that couldn't get NASCAR in other countries, even though I don't like it, I'd still TiVo them for them. Um, there was a, a utility I had that was a commercial ripper that basically went through and marked every commercial break in a feed by doing that. So I could go in. So people didn't have to sit through all the commercial breaks. And then people told me to stop doing that because they wanted to see the commercials because they liked seeing commercials from other countries, and I thought, so I'm not the only one who's strange. Okay, good to know. <laughs> some people wanted just the race. Some people wanted the race with commercials because they liked, you know, seeing, you know, people in Sweden or Germany or whoever liked seeing American commercials just because they mock the commercials or the products or I don't know, you know. With me, I just liked seeing what am I missing. <laughs> yeah. Especially when I'd watch an Aussie V8 super V8 supercar races, because man, they had some great food commercials down there. I'm like, wow, I want that up here. Anyway, <clears throat> so good on the NHL for pivoting. Yeah, you know, I I still don't get the nine o'clock start time. Well, that just came down to that's how much time the ice is going to need to set and solidify. Is that what really? Is that what finally came out of that? Is that? Yeah, okay. and it, it does make sense. Like whenever you see a linesman grab a water bottle and a puck, that yeah. does very little. Like that just fills the whole sort of like, you know, putting a little gravel within a hole on some asphalt. Until you actually take the time to, you know, repave 
everything's just going to get kicked up again. And given the way the, I mean, just the refs just trying to take an initial stride oh, at God, certain yeah. points, uh, it w- it was bad. And you know it was bad. Like you made the joke about the you know the vinyl logos, but when you're already seeing the white paint starting to dissolve underneath, yeah, you know it's not solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife was going, "What is that?" And I said, "I because there was a few sections I think down in the lakeside end or whatever that that looked like there was something deformed under the rink, like it was melting on the surface." Yeah. And and I went, "That's the." paint going away underneath <laughs> yeah usually that's a sign uh you have a leak in your pipe because it's getting eaten up from underneath or you know anyone who's skated at a terribly maintained rink uh has seen that a time or two i'm oh, sure god, mm-hmm. yes. oh god mm-hmm. yes i like to call a highland ice arena the waffle board or the waffle maker <laughs> this is really fun out here playing hockey <laughs> but I will say, watching the uh, uh, evening periods of the game, it was nice not having the rink fully lit up because it still looked good on the broadcast. The shadows were fun. It just looked good. And the Avs jerseys popped so nicely. I need Instead them. of being... You know, well, I know this is par for the course for this league, but instead of them being whitewashed a bit during the first period. I need one of those jerseys. Okay, that is it, you guys. The sound you are now hearing is my mechanical keyboard navigating me to the shop.nhl.com store. Why? Because you need to. You need one of those too. I do believe I do, and I do believe it needs to be number eighty-eight. So this is an admission of that. It make- should be twenty-one. No. <laughs> well, I, uh, ideally, maybe, but. Don't show me the rest of this crap. No, it's yeah, with me. I, I tend to go for obscure, and that would just break most people's brains. Yeah, that's why. That's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Or I've you actually seen Peter, I've actually seen Peter Forsberg in a uh, in a Nordic jersey, so that's why I said it had to be twenty one. Are they not available on the N- They're not available on the NHL site. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, you actually have to get them through uh, um, Adidas? one of the one of the local like sports places in Denver, I think. Okay, hang on. Uh, there are always a ways. There are always a ways. There are always a ways. There are always ways around this for me, because I have family in Colorado. <laughs> By direct. <laughs> Yep. Shipping is probably cheaper. There we go. The other obscure thing you could do is find someone who wore 77 during a exhibition game for the Nordiques and put that on the back of the jersey. No, I don't want that. I want oh. 80 I want 88 in Sakic. <laughs> the reason I say that is because I actually have um uh, what the hell's word I'm looking for? I actually had, still do actually. Um, back when the hockey news was good, they had a pullout poster of Sakic mm-hmm. in a Nord sweater wearing '88 mm. as part of their. I think it was part of their w- rookie roundup that year. So I kind of wanted, you know, one to match. And Adidas is sold out. Okay, well I'm oh. going to take care of that. <clears throat> now would you? If someone were to make a mistake and you got an 88 Nolan jersey, how would you feel? Um, I would run it down to my pro shop down at the showwear center and say, make fix, make fix, fix bad plate with name of person. (laughs) 
put our Lord and Savior, Rishat Jesus, on there. <laughs> so I was looking at the, speaking of jerseys and things and stuff, um, I was looking at the, uh, the Whalers jerseys that the Carolina Hurricanes were wearing and wondering why the numbers weren't blue like the Seattle Thunderbirds would have done. <laughs> Because you can't really see the green with the gray. Yeah. I I have it on good authority um, from certain individuals in the building that the numbers were impossible to read in person as well. <laughs> that I don't doubt. Yeah. Because like I, I was looking at him from the back, and it just was like a flashback to a Seattle Thunderbirds game. And I'm like, but wait, you could actually read the numbers. That's because the numbers were navy. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. That, uh, that reminds me of when the Lightning came out with their dark sweaters, and they had sort of the monochromatic numbers on the back. I was <laughs> They played the Sharks wearing those one night, and just... Randy Hahn constantly going, I think that's who that is. You know, you really can't see these stupid numbers on these things from up here. <laughs> Type const, you know, just like, ah, that might be, that might have been Victor Hedman. <laughs> and and I laugh because, I mean, they quote unquote TV test these jerseys, and I'm sure they look interesting. I'm sure they TV test these jerseys from up close and not from, you know, the press box hanging the from press box rafters and Calvary of any whatever. arena. <laughs> yeah. So what is great is, you know, they're, they're wearing these usually in their home ranks right now, which should be to the benefit of the local play by play caller, because they're in theory doing these games from inside the building and not off a monitor, but my God, they had to have used a monitor to to try and read those green numbers because whoof. Well, and then the tough part too is that is that it, it used to be not so long ago that everybody had a very most players had a distinct skating style, so you could just pick out who somebody was by how they were skating. Like no one would confuse Peter Forsberg with Joe Sakic. Without a jersey, you know, <laughs> in full gear. It's like if you saw the two of them skating, you would be like, that's Forsberg, and that has to be Sackick. Um, And so because everybody does skate coaching, skate coaching and, and all of that, now everyone kind of skates the same. And so it's kind of hard to pick out a player because no one really has that distinctive of a skating style anymore. Or a few Thanks, do. There's Barbara. still a couple. <laughs> but yeah, but there's still there's still a couple. But I mean, for the most part, particularly if they're Canadian and or American, they they tend to all kind of skate the same way. And so if you put jerseys on them or you can't read the nameplate or the numbers, then you're kind of screwed. Thanks, Barb Underhill. Mm-hmm. You can still come teach me. You yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like I've like looked to see, to see all kinds of people, and I'm like, who took that shot? That looks like I can't even tell who that is by how they're skating. <laughs> Just you know. Boy, while I, whilst I am here, um, Adidas really is missing the boat here. They've got some hoodies and shirts and sundried stuff like that, but. Are they not making any other equipment for hockey? I mean, that would seem rather stupid, right? If you like notice, undershirts and pants and not I, just. Uh, not I don't just know how teams. much. Nobody does that anymore. Well, Under Armour does. That's because that they have an agreement with University of um, Maryland, and Maryland kind of likes to do that sort of thing. No, but I'm, you... I'm just sorry, Pat. Really quick, I'm just talking about like hockey. Like Under Armour's got padded pants, you know, compression pants mm-hmm. for hockey. They've got you know like tracksuits and stuff that have little hockey logos on there. 
not not team specific stuff, just like generic, you know, game. Like if you're playing, you know, here's a uh, yeah, question, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? No, they definitely do not. Um, and I'm not even sure they're making any compression stuff for the teams themselves. Like, right. if you ever notice the equipment managers on the bench? If you kind of look at the arms, you'll you'll see that 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 lovely fanatics logo uh, often. I, I don't care about the the like Nathan McCannon was all in fanatic stuff last night. You know, during yeah. uh, during the eight hour break because that's the only team logo, team branded stuff they have. I'm just literally talking about. You know, as a hockey fan who plays hockey, I want to wear something under, you know, under my pads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, uh, I haven't seen any of that in years. No, you only get that stuff made by the equipment manufacturers and Under Armour. Yeah. Like, that's what I use. And some crazy off-brand subsidiaries of Under Armour, but... But I will tell you, I mean, they owned Reebok, who produced a ton of just right. generic stuff, and I had a ton of that until I wore it out. I'm surprised they don't, because I mean, it it works perfectly for any sport. I like, they seen, don't even have to specifically say hockey, but they could put some nice little stripes on the arms to you know. Yeah, I'm literally just sitting here, you know. Under Armour's got warm-up jackets, T-shirts. Sleeve com- short sleeve compression shirt, long sleeve compression shirts, um, boys leggings which have little pads in there, men's leggings which have you know compression leggings which have garter straps, you know, grippy long sleeves for you know if you don't like your um, pad sliding around too much while you're playing warm up, you know, there's just a ton of stuff. What the hell? Adidas goes out and, and spends all his money to get the deal for the jerseys and then doesn't do any cross-marketing with it. You, you know what I bet it is? Is I bet a lot of it is still under the Reebok name. Like, that's just what they happen to manufacture it. Because Reebok as a brand still exists. It's yeah. just a running company, essentially. Mm-hmm. That would okay. Now, now that makes more sense. But I mean, it, it was it's smart. It's hard enough to like find that as men. Imagine trying to find that as a woman playing hockey. Well, I know that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? A little bit of where is you know who's who's which one of these companies that's kind of into sports equipment like this is not jumping on, especially oh you the guys who freaking went out and spent all the money to get the deal to make the sweaters for the NHL. Yeah. I mean, when I was playing and I've actually, I look periodically just out of curiosity when I was playing, it was the nineties. So there was zero like women centric equipment at all for hockey. And so, so, you know, we had to, Unless you had big feet, you had to buy boys skates and you had to wear, and a lot of women were wearing boys gear and um, people were just kind of making up the underclothes as they went along. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's well, going to work? What's well, not going to work? Um, you know, shoulder pads were men's shoulder pads, which don't exactly work for women. Um, they barely <clears throat> work for men. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, everything is built for men, which are proportioned differently. I'll just put it that way. Uh, and so, <clears throat> well, no, because I'm like thinking elbow pads, because like you would think elbow pads are not that big of a deal, but like elbow pads for boys don't quite work right. And elbow pads for men are too wide. And there's nothing that's really in between that is more, you know, geared towards how women's elbows are actually proportioned. And so, yeah, in in the rest, of course. Uh, I mean, the only thing that they had were um, pelvic protectors 
and that was it for for women. Uh, instead of a cup, we'd have pelvic protectors, which most of us didn't wear because they were just like awkward and not comfortable, and who cares? Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, periodically I'll go online and I'll look and see, oh well, what kind of women's hockey equipment is out there, and there's still still very little of it there's like one or two brands that make skates in women's sizes there's like i think there's only one company that actually makes shoulder pads for women um and in like pants and then everything else you have to buy that are either boys or men's sizes and that's pretty much it it's like and then underclothes i mean like you were saying, it's how, how can you find them for men? Well, I mean, again, women are just kind of we're either wearing men's stuff or we're just making it up as we go along. So it's just awkward. Live in-game scoring update. With two minutes and 40 seconds left in the third, Washington Capitals have taken a 4-2 to lead over the New Jersey Devils. Alexander Ovechkin now has 712 goals. Do you know that Travis Zajac is playing his 1,000th NHL career game? Did everyone stop and tie their skates like he does during warm-up for him? Was there a big no, and, tribute from players? And, and teams, no. They and owners? Somehow, uh, for, for what, I, guess it, I guess it doesn't matter if it's actually 1,000 games. It just matters who the person is. Hmm. Yeah, that's not the most popular kids get like actual attention. And hurry hard. Nope. Okay. Huh. Yeah, funny how that works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all Connor McDavid's league and we're just allowed to play with him in it. That was hard for me last night, Pat, watching those two games side by side. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the first period, obviously, of that Tahoe game, I was like, yeesh. Yep. Ufta. And then, of course, they start the second period of that just as like the, the third period's going of that of that Oilers Flames game. Well, I mean, in, but in fairness, McDavid did kind of. He was coasting a little bit in the third. I mean, how many points did he actually have? Well, I, I joked that it was his third longest career scoring drought because it was over a whole 10 minutes since he'd had a point. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh. Just, but sure, I, let's talk to me again about how Austin Matthews is the most complete hockey player out there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> God. Well, you know... Ugh. Connor McDavid would be the most complete hockey player out there if he played in Toronto. So, oh, he'd he'd be better than any of the players in NHL history if he played in Toronto. I or mean, they would have taken. Dare I say, you know, ninety-seven would already be retired league-wide. Yeah, but what would Joe Thornton be wearing then? Seventy-nine. And then I'm sure that affects another player and another player. It'd be a fun game of dominoes, though. Watching like, all these people have to buy new jerseys. Like if they retired nine league-wide? Mm-hmm. No, they're going to retire 87 league-wide first. God let them. I don't care. It's an ugly number. Yeah, I said <laughs> it. I said it. The most popular kids, I'm telling you, they're the ones that they're the ones that get out everything first. Old men ruining everything for the kids. Hey, leave me out of this. Yeah, I'm right there too. <laughs> and then, oh god, I wish they would retire 87 league wide just to watch people's brains explode. All those people that that just get up in arms about every disservice Mario Lemieux has had to suffer. He doesn't get the same amount of respect and credit. Who gets, mm-hmm. you know, why should Josh Hosang or anyone else be able to wear 66? It should be retired. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. And, then, and then all Crosby. of, like, all the Capitals, like, fans' heads would explode. Oh, multi-layered. <laughs> 
They were just explode. Oh, so you have you have the Crosby haters, and then you have the the uh, the Lemieux fans who feel that he's been jilted, and then you have the Caps fans who despise you know just on principle because to the Caps, and they've been brainwashed into believing that there's actually a rivalry there. Um, <laughs> and then you would have all the smug Pittsburgh Penguins fans with that, I told you so, who glo- who ever so carefully gloss over the fact that Mario didn't get his number retired. <laughs> oh, man. But he every- did have it retired. By the League-wide. team. League-wide. Yeah, League-wide. that was dumb. That was dumb. One of the dumbest decisions the NHL has ever made, and eh. I don't, I don't besmirch him that. I don't. I do. I don't. Who the hell, you know, outside of the kid named Gretzky in the Russian league, who the hell else was going to have the chutzpah to wear ninety nine? Well, Connor uh, never had a chance, did he? Sure, he did. That, that one, that one guy in, uh, in on on Long Island who wanted to wear ninety nine, but was told he couldn't. <laughs> Connor had the chance all the way up until he got to the NHL. Nah, the programming it didn't compute. Well, that's that's because whoever programmed Connor McDavid <laughs> just built that in, you know. So we, uh, so that just is part of you know the conscious bias that you know. We're having to deal with with artificial intelligence, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody built in the bias that he couldn't wear ninety nine, and and the learning machine that is Connor McDavid reacted. Wow. Live in game scoring update: It's now four to three with eleven seconds left. Oh, very nice. All right, so let me ask you: Somebody land the plane before I continue to do play by play. How how long ago do you think someone last wore eighty seven in a game? Besides Crosby, obviously. Or, you know, Crosby's life model decoy. Can't really tell the difference. Uh, and he's just an older Android model. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, they upgraded they upgraded Crosby to McDavid, right? Hmm. Maybe like maybe maybe the software was upgraded, but I don't think the hardware was upgraded. Yeah, maybe he would have made that you know Michigan goal if if he did upgrade the hardware. But he had the he he had the uh, wherewithal to do it on his backhand. Anyway, uh. It, it, November 2017 was the last time anyone other than Crosby wore 87, and someone wore it for all of three games. How dare they? Or something. Or something is right. (laughs) Okay, so I have a question. I have a question to land the plane. I I have it. Since we're talking numbers. Um, so we're just talking about numbers that would could be retired league-wide that would piss people off the most obviously 87 would be one of those name at least one if not two or three numbers that would that if retired league-wide would piss off the most people well we've got our next month episodes filled This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.